That's skill right there. Shout out McKenna on the Ooh. intro. Uh, what's going on, D-Bags? Hope you guys are doing well. We're back here again with another episode of the Detox Podcast, episode 142, I believe. Um, uh, I'm here today joined with a super fun guest that I'm excited to talk to and introduce you guys to. Uh, but before I do that, I got to talk to you guys a little bit about car insurance these days. It seems as if we're able to do more and more from home. So while you're at home, why aren't you saving money on your car insurance? Your hometown agency, Kenosha Auto Insurance, has specialized for years in simple hassle-free car insurance using the latest and touch-free technology to help you and your family get the best rates. So what are you waiting for? Give them a call today at 262-448-4141. That's 262-448-4141. The website's KenoshaINS.com. One last time, that's 262-448-4141. Give them a call. Tell them D-Rita Detox sent you. The worst that can happen is you will get the best rates. Now, before I jump into the, the episode today and introduce you guys to my guests, I also want to let you guys know um, that we've got another vlog coming out this Friday. We just released the one um, a couple days ago, and uh, super thankful for everybody that checked that out and showing love over there. I appreciate you guys a ton. Um, and if you're new here and you enjoy music, podcasts, comedy, uh, hooping videos, vlogs, all that good stuff, do consider subscribing because we've got a whole lot of that stuff going on around here. And anytime you share like comment anything like that it helps us share conversations like this with more people so consider it um now with all that good stuff out of the way i'm pumped to introduce you guys to my guest this week she's a talented singer songwriter kaylin harewood thank you for being here dog you're welcome look at that we got the clapping in the studio of course now i i introduced you as a singer songwriter obviously you're you're a whole lot more than that you know multifaceted human being and things of that nature but when it comes to music the arts, songwriting, and whatnot. You literally have a degree. Yeah. In that. Yeah. How Not in songwriting, but in um, performance. In performance yeah. specifically. Yeah. So, how how do you go about like what's the conversations with between peers, maybe family, whatever? Because you know, I feel like art degrees get a lot of shit. Yeah. Yeah. Do um. Like, how do I go about a conversation? Like, how did how did you decide? I guess, and is there like. Um, well, I think I just had to go to college. That's how my parents were. It was like, you go to mm. college or like you're kicked out basically. Well, I mean, I guess it was kind of the same thing for my mom. Cause it was sort of like go to college so that you're not at home anymore. Cause my parents are those parents that like, when you turn 18, you're kind of like mm. pushed out of the, pushed out of the nest. So you're to speak. done. Yeah. Yeah. So I was just like, what am I going to do? Cause I really don't enjoy like, or what do I enjoy the most that I could like actually dedicate four years of my life to learning. So that's why I decided performance. Wow. So there's like no other thing in your mind. You're like, that's it. No, no. And sometimes I like think about it like that I should find, I guess, like a something that was more that I could create like more of a career. out. Of. I don't even want to say you can't ca- create a career out of it, but something that would be easier to create a career out of. But I just wanted to do something that I enjoyed for four years and not like hate my life. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's I mean, props to you for being able to do that because there's a lot of people that there's a lot of like external pressures I feel like yeah. on people that want to do arts. Even I took just a few things of like art stuff, like mm-hmm. acting and things like that in college, music theory and stuff like that. And it's people are like, what are you doing taking like because I'm in yeah. marketing and things like that. What are you doing taking acting? What are you doing? Whatever, yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. And there's like, like, what are you going to do with that? It's, yeah, I think that I just lot. like I really wanted to learn more about music. I didn't really know a lot, which was something that was intimidating going into college, like higher education, knowing about music, because I feel like 
when I went into college, I didn't really, I didn't know how to like, I didn't know what a single note was on the piano besides maybe middle C. Mm. I, I could barely really read music. Um, most of like my, or most of the time I just got by like learning things by ear. Cause you can kind of do that in high school or at least most hi- high schools that aren't like super serious about yeah. music. But, um, so you're pretty clean slate going in. Yeah. Super clean slate. And I just wanted to like learn. I was like, if I have to learn more about something, I might as well be, it might as well be something that I like enjoy. And then I kind of just went from there. Is yeah. it scary? Like in classes? Cause I, I mean, maybe there isn't where, where you were, you went to Parkside, right? Mm-hmm. Are there kids that are like, uh, or I should say young adults, I guess that are in classes that are like, super far ahead and yeah. they just have to take the intro class and yeah, you're yeah, just yeah. like shit i think I like most i actually took rudiments of music which is before you even get into music theory one and most okay. people go into theory one right away um and i think also most of the kids in my class had taken like ap theory classes in high school which we weren't i mean i think now wilmot offers it but oh really yeah, we, yeah. that was definitely not a yeah, thing yeah yeah because yeah, no, <laughs> i wish it was right yeah. but um it was so intimidating and actually my first or was it yeah, going into my second semester, I dropped out and was going to be a theater major for like it was like a week decision, and I decided I was just going to become a theater major because theory was so hard. And then I was like, no, I can't do this. Like I, I literally switched my decision within like it was within a week that I was just, just going a roller back coaster of like yeah, nope, yeah, yeah. I'm I had done. signed like all the change of major papers and everything. Damn. And like I was reading Hamlet because it was a required lesson that we had to read or a required like play that we had to read for one of the classes I was going to take in the theater major. And I think I read some line about like being yourself. I don't know. It sounds so cheesy, but mm-hmm. then I just like started crying and I was like, no, I have to do music. Like, you know, as mm-hmm. hard as it is. And then I just had to basically like work my butt off to at least be at a level to where everyone else was. Yeah. Well, I mean, first off, I want to just say like props to you on the stuff that I have seen you like post on social media yeah. when it comes to like your music and your art, like it is, fantastic thank so you, you should be proud Thanks. of it thank you um i'm curious too like with the knowledge that you have now and it seeing you post stuff and, and writing songs and stuff like that and the progression um do you how do you feel about posting art in general on social media like, it's hard i'm not like i'm i mean i feel like anybody would tell you i'm not active on social media like at all i feel like maybe i post lately anyways the past few years like once a year i'd been posting Damn, and then no. I took like this music business class in at Parkside and we like got into a conversation about like nowadays you just have to have a social media presence. Most most people anyways have to have a social media presence to kind of like make it in the art industry because that's where everyone sees everything. Yeah. So I think I need to start trying to be better because I definitely haven't been. But that's yeah. an interesting class. Music business. They yeah. had that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. James. I don't know if he still teaches it, but Sadki teaches it. And he's like he's a crazy cat. Like he's an awesome jazz musician. But he's also like a really good teacher, and he taught me so much stuff. What do they What do they get into in a class? I'm curious, as somebody who pretty much does everything. Music. He like he. What's cool about him is like he has a lot of different businesses. He used to own one of the music shops around here. I can't remember what it's called, but it, it closed down during COVID. Mm. Um, but he also has his own private studio that he teaches out of his house. So he kind of talks about all of the like law that goes into things and all of the permits you need to apply for if you're going to start like a private studio at your house or if you're going to open up a music studio and it's like really really hard stuff so it was like super intimidating to learn about but he's a he's a super knowledgeable guy wow yeah, yeah. That, that would be an interesting class for people i mean yeah super specific to musicians that want to make money and do yeah, this yeah, for, yeah. for their life but that's really cool i feel like any major it should have been to me it should be required for like any music major in general but it was only required for the contemporary commercial track which was the track i was part of 
holy shit, that's hyper specific as well. How many yeah. different like yeah, yeah, yeah. music? Uh, it's less classically focused. So like you start out classically focused. Everyone does like their freshman year. Um, like for singers, we have to like sing a certain amount of classical pieces and sing them at these things called juries. And then as you get into it, if you get accepted into the track at a jury, which is like basically where you sing a few selections of pieces and then like you have this judging panel that decides okay she can be a performance major or she can't and then after Damn. that yeah it's like, like really it's intimidating <laughs> yeah 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 and then if you get accepted into it um you get to start kind of like deciding what music you want to sing so you can so like that and that's the only track where you can really sing like mostly popular music if you wanted to or mostly contemporary styles as opposed to classical what are they judging you on in those technique juries? technique and I, I mean, I, I think it's technique, mostly. Um, mm -hmm. I, obviously, there's, like, personal bias. I feel like when you're listening or, like, watching any kind of art, there's, like, so much bias involved, which is why I kind of, like, hated the juries because it's, like, I don't know. But at, at the same time, th there are, like, you can tell the difference between a person who practices and a person who doesn't. So I guess it's just sort of to be, like, is did you practice? Did you do your work? Yeah. Okay. Is it, like, because it's performance, right? So are they judging you more so off, like, how well you can hit notes, how well you can sustain, or is it like that as well as like stage presence, like the way you move? Are you I doing think, stuff like that as well? Or? Um, less stage presence and more like technical, like vocal mm. stuff. Um, and the, it goes the same with pretty much any instrument that's on a performance track. So okay. yeah, yeah. Wow. That would, yeah, that would be that's, it's intimidating. That is, that's yeah. kind of scary. That's like our version of finals. Yeah. So who's on the who's on the jury then? Um, your like your teacher, like your individual lesson teacher, um, and then the rest of the faculty. So for like the the singing students, it was like your voice lesson teacher, your private lesson teacher, and then the choir director, and then the other um, private voice lesson teachers, whoever they are. Wow. Yeah. It's people that know what they're. Know yeah, what they're yeah. That's, and that's then you just like go in and. What did you What did you sing for? Well, is there any? I'm trying to think of like what the. I don't know what I sang or my first year I had to sing um classical music. So I think the first song I ever sang in a jury was Amarilli Mia Bella, which is like this Italian song that was like crazy. I mean it's super it was a super cool song, but it's just like not my it was cool to like learn that style of music, but yeah. I don't know that I would do it. And then I think the latest one that I sang or like in my last jury that I sang that I liked would be Hold On. I got super into like Negro spirituals. Because okay. it's like, it's sort of where like gospel bridges classical music and it's like slave songs that they would sing like in the fields or whatever. And basically they were arranged and they're, they're just like so pretty. So yeah, that was one of my favorites. Wow. That's a, that's a big jump though. Like yeah. very, two very different <laughs> yeah, styles. Yeah, yeah. I think, I think that's what, that's what I really enjoyed about it was like hearing places my voice could go that I didn't like realize it could go. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that's what pe other people hate about it is like most of us grow up. I think listening to pop music, unless your parents really like enforce classical music on you. Yeah. Um, I feel like most of us listen to like popular music or more contemporary styles. And that's what I grew up listening to. So I think getting into college and then sort of being like um, given this entire new like palette of colors that my voice yeah. could go to was really, really cool. Is it tough to get out of like a box? I feel like I mean, you, you mentioned that you were pretty relatively like a blank slate going yeah. into college when it came to like learning all this stuff technically mm -hmm. but you obviously you did stuff in high school and you were probably yeah. singing your whole life yeah, yeah yeah was it tough to like you're singing one way maybe your yeah. whole life and then realize like okay wait yeah. i can be doing these things yeah i think at first it was really hard because it like 
I had to like practice so much just to get my voice to like do that or to sing in a certain style. Yeah. Um, I feel like the specific example, and I won't get like so into it, but the specific ex- example that I feel like everyone thinks when they think like pop singing or contemporary singing is like belting out a note like Demi Lovato. Like that's basically how she sings. Yeah. She like belts, you know, and like that's what we all want to do. That's what I went into college. I was like, oh, I just want to like be a belter. Um, and then what they teach you like in classical music is singing in that same range but singing like um what's called with what's called like a mixed voice you have like different parts of your voice and it's called a mixed voice and it's sort of like um that that like kind of i I guess like sort of that that like really open mouthed thing when you think of classical music and it's hard to kind of switch your voice especially when you've been doing it for so long in a certain way to singing that way but i think that's what's fun about it is it was like challenging and then once you get to it it's like just oh. more tools for yeah, you to yeah, use. Yeah, 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 exactly. It's like a whole music. new world. Mm-hmm. What, like, so, I mean, you were singing your whole life, I imagine. Like, were you trained singer? Or were you no. just like, oh, I just enjoy. That was what I was intimidating, too. Okay. No, no, not at all. I just, like, liked singing for the most part. I think I kind of, like, gave up on it when, like, I started playing basketball. Because, like, then my whole life was just basketball. Mm-hmm. And then in high school, I just, like, hated high school basketball. Yeah. So I quit and, like, joined theater and I was like, oh, this is kind of fun. And mm-hmm. then I decided to take choir. I think it was, I don't know if it was my junior or senior year. No, I think it was just senior year. I decided to join the choir and I just like super enjoyed it. And then I was like, oh, I've barely been doing this. Like, am I really ready to commit four years of my life to just like learning this and trying to be good at it at the same time? Yeah, that's a in- that's an intimidating decision in yeah. and of itself. Um, it's It's interesting hearing you talk about it. So did you have any like, was the way you were singing growing up and like expressing yourself obviously not being like super trained yeah did that clash with like where you did you learn like oh i maybe i'm not singing correctly or there's certain things i'm not doing the right way like as you got into it because i'm just asking because i recently just started vocal lessons like yeah. a couple months ago yeah and that was the case where it was like i had no idea how to yeah. sing and even right now i can hear myself like i'm speaking somewhat incorrectly because i'm kind of rolling my mm-hmm. and it's not good yeah. and i've been getting yelled at for it as i should be yeah um, and I'm curious, like, what was that like for you? Cause for me, yeah. it's been, it's been an interesting challenge. I think it was definitely hard, um, just to learn how to sing correctly and like be okay with what my voice sounded like when I was singing correctly. Cause I think growing up, I like didn't really listen. Well, I feel like people always have like a stereotype of what like black singers should sound like. And like, I was guilty of it too. I feel like I thought that I should sound one way like sort of like that gospel like really beautiful like I'm trying to think of a good example of like a a gospel singer I don't know but anyways I've I feel like I like really (laughs) I really wanted to like sound that way yeah and I like I think that was the hardest thing for me to get out of and then as I grew up I started to listen to more primarily like um sort of white indie singers like Dodie I love Dodie and like um I'm trying to think of who else. Dodie was the biggest one. And then I wanted my voice to sound like that. And I think the hardest thing for me was finding my own voice and being like happy with what that sounded like or being like just coming to a place of like acceptance with like what my voice sounded like instead of trying to sound like so many others. That was like the biggest lesson I learned in voice lessons is it was just like I feel like one of my voice teachers told me and I I hated him at first for saying it. But then like now I kind of really appreciate it. He was like you know like your voice is Kaylin's voice and it's not gonna sound like these like indie white singers or like you know what I mean it's just gonna sound like what it is and I think it was coming to like accept that and be okay with 
just what my voice was, you know? Yeah. Because we all want to sound like somebody. We all have like we grow up listening to people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even now, like, I'm listening to people. It's so cool. I want to sound like that, and like so, you try to make your voice sound like that, and yeah. That's where you can run into problems. Yeah, and that's where you can like have technical problems because your voice isn't meant to sound like that. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. it's it's um that's something that I've been learning recently, and it's it's really interesting, and I think maybe people that are like what are these people talking about right now that yeah. aren't into like vocal shit specifically yeah, yeah, yeah. are like you know what are what is the importance of this and it's just i guess to make like an analogy it's almost if you were if you were playing a sport like one way your whole life like you were trying to play or shoot like if you're basketball for yeah. instance we were talking about basketball earlier if you're trying to shoot exactly like lebron james and you know you're five five yeah short white guy yeah his form probably not this best form for you. Yeah, totally. Like it probably isn't. Like mm -hmm. he's got a little side like dip in his elbow. Yeah. He can do that. He's six eight. Mm -hmm. You know, he, <laughs> he can, can't. Yeah. Two forty does. Yeah, does yeah, you yeah. know doesn't have to lift weights if he doesn't want. He can do that. For sure, for sure. You can't, and you have to be able to adjust, right? So it's like I think that part of that has been an interesting challenge for myself, and I'm sure you know for other people as well that are are learning. Yeah. What was like an an epiphany moment maybe for you in either singing? Yeah. Or just in general when it came to music? Because, I mean, you went to school for it. I think it was actually that, like, when that teacher told me. Because at the time, I'd been listening so much to Dodie for sure. And um, I forget her name. She's another singer that's, like, opening for Dodie right now on her tour. Um, but, like, I just wanted my voice to, ha like, I, I kept adding, I guess, like, sort of, like, a rasp to my voice. And I really just wanted it to sound like it fit in this genre. Mm -hmm. And I think that was, like, the biggest realization was that like i don't have to fit in a genre like i don't have to be pop i don't have to be folk i don't have to be jazz you know i can just like be what i am mm -hmm. and i it, it was like i i think it was only about a year ago that i like realized that or decided that because i feel like it's totally a decision like you can you have to like choose to do this and to just like be okay with who you are and i think that was the biggest epiphany for sure so what yeah. in who informed who are the artists that maybe growing up that your parents were playing around the house and oh, that, that inform you okay yeah, gospel. gospel and like christian music it was only like like hillsong is like a big christian sort of like they call it like ccm which is contemporary christian music and then kirk franklin um and yeah it was just gospel and christian music that, that i okay. listened to i wasn't allowed to listen to like worldly music as my parents would say oh yeah. wow yeah. world worldly music that's yeah, an interesting my dad's, term <laughs> yeah i like that yeah my dad's a pastor and um yeah i wasn't even allowed to like watch harry potter anything that was like even remotely i don't even know just my not were, in the vein of like religion okay yeah yeah wow so as you're being exposed to them pop i mean you get to high school it's mm -hmm. kind of hard to like not yeah. you go to a dance you're not gonna, wild, no. there's none of that shit gonna <laughs> yeah. be you know so like what yeah. are who are maybe some people that like super popular that were influencing you throughout mm -hmm. like maybe your high school formative years high school i was really into passenger um he got a cool voice <laughs> yeah such that's the he thing i love voice. i love like those unique voices i love like just like when you hear it and you're like you've never heard it before it's just so cool yeah. um i yeah i got super into like passenger and like that's that was when i like got into like the folky sort of acoustic style stuff um i wouldn't say i was ever super into pop i listened to the stuff they played at dances because like you gotta know that yeah yeah but that was that's pretty much about it mm, that's fair so what is your what is your degree technically in then uh the one that i currently have is in music performance with an emphasis in contemporary commercial music okay yeah and you are still in school correct mm -hmm. like you're going to get a master's yeah. degree yeah um, an mfa a master of fine arts 
what does that even mean? What, um, is, what does that give you the power to do? I don't that? know that it gives me the power to do. <laughs> well, actually, it? actually, it, like, if I went to school, I think it's, like, the the cooler way of going to school to be able to teach, like, at a collegiate level. Okay. Because um, you teach was, now, too, right? Yeah, but I just teach, like, voice lessons. Okay. Um, but that was my original intent in doing it. Um, I don't know if that's still what I want to do, but... If you have that piece of paper, you can teach in a college. So that's fair. Yeah. Did, so in, but now even, even teaching now, mm -hmm. like after you've, you've kind of had to go through, um, all the training yourself. Yeah. What's like the biggest challenge in trying to train new people? How, how old people do you train? Uh, pretty much any age. I think my youngest students, um, I want to say maybe like 10 or 12. And then my oldest student, probably around like 40. 45 okay yeah what's like the most difficult thing for new newcomers to figure out i think well the most like difficult is probably when i get adult students because adult students have had so much time to develop bad habits. yeah to develop so many bad habits and it's like getting them to recognize that and doing it in a way that's like nice like not like your shit you know what i mean like yeah. sorry can i say that like, yeah oh you can say whatever yeah, okay. you want um, yeah but like doing it in like a nice way um that doesn't seem like you're like talking down to them or being condescending mm -hmm. um and just getting getting them to recognize those habits and be able to change them um i guess i feel like a big one actually is like the continual theme throughout this is like adult students like having a particular influence and then wanting to sound exactly like that influence and getting them to just like kind of figure out where their voice is and navigate that yeah. um i have one student who's like probably one of my best students he's like super awesome um and i think the biggest problem that we've encountered is that he like always wants to sound like these other singers but he has such a cool like such an amazing voice and is like very technically sound mm. but it's just like i feel like i always just try to get students to like be happy with their own voice because i think that's the most important thing at the end of the day how how can one become be happy. happy with their own voice because that sounds like it was something you had to overcome yeah. and it seems like a common theme that people yeah. struggle with um i think recording was a super helpful like tool to do that just like singing and like playing it back i feel like some people that might be worse it's hard i think it's like hard to listen to yourself especially the first time mm -hmm. i have a student that just started recording himself and was like he came back and he's like i'm gonna be honest it was awful <laughs> <laughs> yeah. i was like i know and he was like but it was helpful like to be able to like like the things that i hear and maybe tell them that they can't just hear when they're singing oh, yeah. it was helpful for them to be able to like recognize it and then you know figure out how to change it well yeah even the way like our voices work like sound i think i sound one way yeah, right now, but i'm here that's what you're I over say. there hearing it yeah. so it's like well now let me flip that yeah, yeah, and yeah. hear it yeah so whenever it, students are like like try to push back i'm like but you got to understand like the way that you sound to me is not how you sound in your head like you probably sound awesome in your head i i sound awesome in my head all the time you know and then i record and i'm like that's awful yeah, you know damn it yeah, yeah, re yeah. gotta retake that mm -hmm. yeah mm -hmm. what so i guess in teaching people what has like what have you learned, I guess, that school maybe didn't teach you in teaching people? Anything? Mm, definitely a lot, but I feel like the biggest thing is, like, I think encouragement goes, like, so, and it sounds so cheesy, but I feel like positive encouragement goes so further than negative encouragement because I feel like a lot of times in college, like, the, mo the most negative stuff is the only stuff that would stick with me versus the positive stuff. Yeah. And I feel like people dwell so much on the negative instead of like just finding the positive stuff. And that, I think that helps you find your voice when you like focus on the positive parts of your voice that you like, and then start to develop those and grow those as opposed to like just telling someone all of the bad things about them or about their voice. Yeah. I, think and I guess you come to lessons to like 
get critiqued but you know i don't think it's just that yeah and mm-hmm. i think i think that's good for e- every aspect of life you yeah. know it's like you have to i've, I've been if, if you're a leader of a team even if you're not a leader of any sort of team mm-hmm. or or um a, in a workplace or anything like that like it's just if you want people to you want to get the best out of people they need to know that you know you care about them at least on some yeah, level sure. so it's like you know if you're telling them what you did like what they did there was incorrect it was bad you, if you go man you suck like this is yeah. terrible like you can't do it this way you need to do it this way without being like you know hey i know you did your best whatever whatever yeah. but we got to try it this way like it need like yeah. there are ways to talk to people so maybe communication would mm-hmm. be something you've learned from yeah, teaching yeah. people i think that was the hardest thing in like college be because of how like classes work and how we have like juries and i hate even that they're called juries like you're yeah, literally judging, put on trial yeah, like yeah. you know what i mean um, and I feel like that's the biggest thing was like, you just get the sheet of all of the bad things that you did. And like, there's, there's some good, right. But like, it's mostly all of the technical, like bad things that you did. So then I feel like that gets implanted into your head that you constantly need to just be critiquing instead of like, and it takes away like what makes music enjoyable in the first place. That's what know? I was going to ask you about with like learning music to the extent that you have, and especially on the singing performance side, um, and having these people critique you in these ways did does it take you know some of the magic of because music is this beautiful thing that yeah. like i it's crazy that humans figured it out to, <laughs> to even have yeah. this thing and share this thing um and i feel like at least some friends of mine that i had that were in like deep music theory courses that were in grads or graduating in that stuff um sometimes we would have conversations about like songwriting even and mm-hmm. they would be like they wouldn't even know where to start on a certain like because there's no it wasn't to the point where they had no inspiration, but it was like they were so burnt out on like yeah. all the technicality of like, well, this note should be this way or this bridge should look like this mm-hmm. um, to where like they they didn't even enjoy their own songs and they weren't able to like write anything that they were like they loved. Yeah. Or that was, they were passionate about. Yeah, I think it definitely I that was a huge struggle for me, especially over quarantine, because I feel like it was just like me realizing um, without. I feel like when I write music, I get the most inspiration from just, like, hearing other music or, like, going to different places. And that's usually how I, like, write a song. I just try to, like, write a story about where I am or or the specific circumstance. But I think in quarantine, I didn't have that. So it was basically me just relying on all I'd learned. But then it becomes so hard to, like, not overcomplicate things. Especially when I got into, like, jazz theory, which I I love. Like, um, I took, like, this improv class and, like, took a couple more because I thought it was so cool and it opens up a whole new world, but then it, it became hard to, like, separate all of that from what I actually like first off, or, like, what, what just comes out of me naturally first yeah. off, and then just, like, not try to overcomplicate it with all of these theoretical ideas as opposed to just, like, before, like, in high school, I would just, like, sit in my room and play my guitar and fiddle around until I found something I liked, you know? Yeah, and sometimes I, I find that, like, people get a very, like, analytical almost mathematical approach Mm -hmm. to music and there's like fun in that that like oh like you can make it work like i you know jacob collier is or whatever Mm -hmm. i love jacob collier he's he's super funny but he's he's fucking crazy but Mm -hmm. sometimes i hear him talking i'm like man i am i gotta it's a lot i gotta shut this off because it's gonna fuck with me i'm gonna go and record something and i'm gonna be like okay i'm gonna gonna be depressed jacob because i feel like i had the exact same thing i like I actually have tickets to go see him that me and my friend bought last year, but okay. like COVID stuff. So he he's coming back. I can't remember. I think it's in May. But anyways, I was like obsessed with him when I first heard his stuff. So I was like, this is so cool. It fuses so many genres, which is what I it's love. It's crazy. Yeah. Like, but like 
I think I was like, I got into this whole mode of I have to be this super crazy musical genius and know everything that I'm playing all the time, which he does. Yeah. And like, I think it just like put a huge roadblock up for me with just writing things organically and like how I write them. Like maybe that's how he writes stuff and it's dope, but how I write stuff is just as valid. How anybody writes something is just as valid, even if you don't like know what you're playing. Yeah, yeah I think it's tough too with especially now maybe more than past i'm sure you know comparison was tough then too but with social media and trying mm -hmm. to like post your own art or music whatever it is and you're being exposed to all these different artists and yeah. all these different things at all the time all the time um it's tough to not like compare yourself and be like shit like this guy yeah. jacob is posting his music on yeah. the same platform i'm posting yeah. that what does anyone have an incentive to listen to my like mm -hmm. what is my art worth if yeah. this guy can do this and it's I've definitely gotten there. I've definitely been yeah. in that sp that space mentally, but it's not, it's not, it's not healthy. You got, no, you have no. to know you and try to. Yeah, I think I got like to a point too, where it was like an even more unhealthy relationship where I was like, oh, I just don't want to listen to anything anymore because anything I listen to, is just gonna like make me think that I'm not as good as that. You know, anything I like that I listen to, and I got, I went through like, a couple months where I just wouldn't listen to music. Because it would just frustrate me that much. It would any music or only any music? Would you I yours? just wouldn't listen to any music. I, I oh my god! I, I don't even think I. I think I stopped writing too. I was just like so. God. It was like such a toxic. I always talk about that. I feel like I was talking to my fiance about it earlier. Like how much of a toxic relationship I got in with music. Mm -hmm. I I feel like it's literally just like if I had a, a boyfriend or girlfriend. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um. And I just I didn't want to listen to anything or like write anything because I was like. Well, nothing I write is going to be as good as the stuff I hear. I don't know how to make it sound like that, you know. Um, mm -hmm. And I think it's just coming to a point of, like, being able to, like, offload everything I hear and, like, use specific aspects of everything because, like, nothing really is original anymore. But yeah. just using, like, specific aspects of the music I like or figuring out what I like uh, that like about that music or that's within that music and kind of trying to implement it in mine. Well, and the thing too, well, like you were even saying, mentioning with like people's voices and stuff like that and, and doing what you do when it comes to like maybe even the consumer aspect of it, which it does suck that I think I was actually just complaining about this to somebody the other day that the consumer aspect of like art, especially music, um, definitely drives um, maybe more than we would like to uh, like to have it drive, but drives what is out there right now. Yeah, People 100%. are trying to make songs, chasing hits, chasing whatever. I do it. We all do it. Yeah. Like it happens. Yeah. Um, but it's interesting with the comparison game where just like you were talking with people and finding their own voices, you're not competing with anybody if you're just doing what you want to do. Like your influences, regardless of how popular some of them may be, there's going to be those fringe ones that like maybe if someone's influenced by Kanye, uh, Jacob, and yeah. somebody else, like some three, four random people, like sure, there's t those people have tons of fans, but yeah. how many people are fans of all those different people? and have this specific perspective on yeah, life period, and when you period. do that you know that's when you mm -hmm. find where where your lane is and some yeah. kid you know is gonna be scrolling tiktok being like damn i wish i could make a song yeah, like this guy yeah. you know or, that's and the so hope. yeah maybe one day i don't want anyone to feel sad about it but i would no, no. i would enjoy maybe somebody being like wow that guy's good yeah that, that would be <laughs> yeah. cool. that would feel good well i listen to your stuff and i think that i'm like wow that guy's really? good yeah especially uh, your latest one yeah. thank you thank yeah, you so much of course of course um it's uh yeah music in, in general i think like the creation of music sometimes and you when you mentioned like having that time where you weren't listening to anything else. I know I, w I went through a phase similarly. I can't not listen to music. Though. Yeah. Like I was, but I was only listening to music I was working on. Mm -hmm. And I, sometimes I still do that on like when I have like deadlines, I have to like yeah. finish mixes and stuff. I'm only listening to the same four songs over and over again. Yeah, Cause yeah. I got to pick them apart, but it, 
it definitely like can bog you down a little bit yeah just on like when you're like not allowing those things that make you you because the people you listen to um the places you listen to it mm -hmm. at those all inform the music you're gonna make and so mm -hmm. if you t strip all that away it's like you're just like the zombie trying to plug you know melodies into a 100%. machine and it's like oh yeah. you know how good can it be when yeah. it comes out speaking of this is like slightly off topic but i was just reminded of um have you ever heard of uh bobby mcfarren he's the dude that did uh don't worry be happy he does like a little like acapella version of it okay it's a pretty popular one but anyways he's he's super cool you should check him out he also um he has like this super cool vocal technique i don't know what it is but like very few people can do it where he can like separate different parts of his voice and sing multiple notes at the same time and it's not even overtones it's literally just like singing different notes at the same time how does, it's pretty cool yeah. yeah how the fuck does that work i don't know i don't know but <laughs> but he i was listening to him like talk one time i hope it's bobby i hope i'm getting the name right i'll check it out after mm -hmm. this but um i was listening to him talk one time and he said he went an entire year just not listening to anything so that like literally not like basically hibernated and listened to nothing so that he could create music that was like authentically his own i don't think i could do that but i thought it was just a cool idea like yeah. for someone to do so that like literally almost everything he produced afterward would just be like something that was organically like just what came out of him that's i mean that's a i mean if that worked for him good, yeah good yeah for exactly him. good right. for him I don't think I don't, yeah for not me, for but, me yeah it's it's hard even for me to like picture not being able to listen to music every day because um like i'll even when i'm at work and i'm there's no music on i'm not listening yeah. to music i'm like humming something mm -hmm. if i'm not humming something that already exists i end up like humming a melody that i yeah. like and i'm like oh shit, oh yeah quick. let me write that and i gotta period. like put voice memo yeah. it real yeah. quick and yeah, yeah. and it's like so i you know i'd have to go home and listen to that or go mm -hmm. home and listen to something like I, I wouldn't be able to to go without music um aside maybe for music what is there anything else that informs or like is that you're close to as passionate about as you are music mm. i don't know i don't think so i don't know if that's good or bad really um i don't think that's bad yeah i really don't think i feel like music's just like the like again cheese but like i feel like it's like a universal language and it translates into so many things and i think other other things well i don't know no i i, I feel like music's just it and i try it to is. use music like in other ways whether it's like politically or i don't know I feel like music's just like my way of speaking. Well, when you write, when you write songs, um, you mentioned that you're writing, you know, oftentimes like just about where you are mm -hmm. or whatever specific circumstances you're in. Um, how, how do you filter maybe so something that is like, oh, that was kind of a goofy idea or I want to develop this into a song? Like, how yeah. do you, do you have a lot of ideas or are you someone that like you kind of wait till they come to you? How does yeah, it work? I have a ton of voice memos of just like random stuff that I should probably organize one day, but, um, I feel like it usually just like hap like usually when I write a song, it's just like the whole song that day. So it's just like an entire idea that I just try to get out. And that's mm -hmm. usually how I know whether or not it works. Because um, I feel like the smaller ideas that I might have just don't end up becoming anything. And yeah. I try to like work on things in days um, from start to finish. That's just kind of how I am. Um, but yeah, I, th I think it's usually just whatever, whatever I end up finishing. In, yeah. in that amount of time is kind of like what I try to work more on. Yeah, no, I have a similar process where it's it's very much like I'll have a, however many a batch of songs I'm working yeah. on at a time. And then it's like the ones that get done are the ones I really like. Yeah. And, and there might be ideas of those other ones mm -hmm. that I like still, but I'll probably end up taking that and it'll be a part yeah. of a new song somewhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it, it won't end up being that. And yeah. it's interesting how, how different. It's just cool how different people go about creating diff their own things, yeah. different things. Um, 
well, how would you t- i know you mentioned that you don't really have like you don't have to be in a genre of music mm-hmm. how would you describe yeah if i had to because pe- people yeah. listening to this that maybe don't know who you are, are probably yeah. like okay these guys are talking music whatever whatever what does she have for us what can we hear i feel like i would just say like singer songwriter with like jazz influences yeah mm-hmm. i can definitely hear that yeah i feel like and I like not. I think that that was like a cool discovery that was hard to discover, and I wish I'd discovered it sooner. Um, but that I didn't have to, like that my music didn't have to sound like anything. And I I just call it singer songwriter. Mm-hmm. Um, like when people ask, cause it, it like it is. It's just like me writing a song. Um, but I I think like that's something that like no one or not no one, but people don't talk about enough that you don't. And I guess it's becoming more of a thing now. Like with Jacob Collier, I don't even know what i would call his genre uh, most of the time yeah, i don't know either. um but uh, now that i consider myself like even close to him but i feel like it's just singer songwriter with with some jazz influences soul maybe yeah. i think it's hard too for uh, it's i that's why i kind of asked i think it's hard for artists in general to like put themselves in a box because yeah. it's like i don't want to tell you that oh i i make rap music like i yeah, don't want to tell you, you that because then you're like wait you're yeah. like well wait there's yeah, this yeah, thing yeah. going on this thing or if i come out with something that isn't that you're gonna be like wait what's going on bro yeah, yeah, like yeah. you said you know, so I, I think it's hard and, and it's hard, too, because it's like it's almost the same thing as when you're teaching people to sing mm-hmm. and they're hearing their voice in here. Yeah. And not out here where it's like you can see it clear. Like yeah. you can see it for what it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you're the person creating the art, it's a little bit harder to yeah. see it for what it is. Cause yeah, yeah. It's like you're you're in there, you know, in your case, finishing this thing for hours at a time, just mm-hmm. start to finish. Um, and it means this special thing to you. And mm-hmm. other people are just like. yeah play okay do i like it okay cool yes or no i don't like Mm -hmm. whatever and that's it i think like in college it was like that was the hardest thing for me because i was writing so many and i still feel like i write like so many different like each of my pieces is like so different from the other um like when i was writing for like a jazz ensemble that we have at school i feel like my my stuff was like way more abstract and a bit more like not contempt or not like harmonies that you'd normally hear you know um and then like when i'm writing i don't even know i feel like just it just depends on the day really like what my intent is or what i'm feeling that day um and so so much of my music or not so much of it every song i feel like is so different and i don't even know that's why i don't know how to classify it into one thing when did you write your first song like ever yeah um i think it was well, I, I feel like I wrote a lot of fragments of songs, but like fully completed song was probably in high school, and I actually sang it at the talent show. Was oh it, man! Was that, oh no, at that a was a talent show. Was that our? Oh yeah, that was. I can't remember if it was our like sophomore or junior year, but I sang it at the talent show. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I That's remember because I remember an original piece. An original piece. That's ballsy. Yeah, it's it was scary. It was really really <laughs> scary, and also like I was. I think that was like another another thing I didn't mention, but I have had like the worst stage fright i still kind of do but i just know how to compartmentalize it a little better and like learning technical stuff helps with that just to be able to like ground myself and be like okay you know i might forget what i did when i performed but like i performed yeah um but i think in high school it was so hard to manage and even like when i got off the stage i was just like in tears and it wasn't like it was because it, it wasn't because it was a bad performance or anything it's just like so much pressure you know yeah. um but I was glad I did it because I feel like if I hadn't have done that, I probably like wouldn't have like continued, continued on. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, that's crazy. I mean, especially at a high school talent show, you know, yeah. that could be that could go one of two ways. Yeah, and, it was yeah. just me and my guitar, and I yeah, it was it was a good time though. I think there was like 
I just wanted to get it out in the world, you know. And so you play guitar as well. Do you play guitar mm-hmm. and piano then? Yeah, piano, like not, I wouldn't consider myself like super advanced, but mm-hmm. definitely just basic chords. You I could play pop like songs. And yeah, yeah. Like I taught beginner piano for a little bit, so. Okay, well, if you yeah. if you could teach it, well, then like you be- fucking be- know. That's why I say beginner. You still know, though. That's like. Yeah, and like I know the mechanics of it, you know. Okay, yeah. that's crazy. That what if for somebody, and I'm, I'm asking this not this for some imaginary person, you know, yeah. for myself. Yeah. What, what would be like um, advice that you can give to? Obviously, I'm asking for me, but for other people too, so we can give some people some value. Yeah. Um, like it, just a tidbit of knowledge from all the stuff you've learned when it comes to like singing in general aside from finding your own voice what's like mm-hmm. a technical thing that a lot of people maybe right off the bat are, are doing wrong usually um i think like the biggest thing that i have to correct people on most of the time especially people that like come from the pop world is like when you sing higher people tend to like jut their chins out which is like what mm. you see a lot of pop stars sing or a lot of pop stars sing that way and mm. that like creates more tension because when you sing higher your vocal cords are stretched further and so when you like jet your chin out it just stretches them even more and puts more tension on them which is why a lot of people like sam smith and adele will have like because they're belter they're they belt when they sing um and i think just like doing that improperly and putting more tension on your vocal cords versus relaxing them Mm. i guess i hope that makes sense no it does Yeah. yeah what what's like a um maybe one of the biggest myths or maybe something that people misunderstand about um, learning to sing or learning um, maybe anything musically? I think breathing. Um, I feel like breathing is like probably like 50% of like, or like holds like 50% of importance when you sing. And I I think it's like neglected so much. People don't think about how you should breathe. And I feel like most of the time when I, usually like in my first lesson, I'll like go through, on like breathing techniques and then do warm-ups and stuff like that but when i talk about breathing um most of the time people say that like you when you breathe your chest should come up because that's i feel like especially in little kids you see it all the time like when they're trying to take a deep breath yeah Mm -hmm. but it's all supposed to go into your abdomen area because jutting your chest out like this just creates even more tension and the whole point of i think or the the whole point of like teachers in general when they're teaching i feel like singing specifically is to create less and less tension in the body so that your voice can just do what it's naturally supposed to do and Mm -hmm. that goes back into like helping people find their voice like when you're at your most um relaxed state and you're singing like what does that sound like you know what does your voice sound like you shouldn't Um, be trying to sing necessarily yeah exactly it's just like getting to that point where you don't have to like try yeah yeah Yeah. Mm -hmm. no that that makes a lot of sense and that's i i know for myself even um learning from from my vocal teacher one thing that she talked about is a lot of singers will do facial expressions and these things like they're dressing it up they're adding little you know flavors and stuff like that um she was like you shouldn't be making anything like trying to make anything happen with your voice up here (laughs) or like anywhere else on your body nothing for you it's not doing yeah Mm -hmm. it's not helping Mm -hmm. you it's if you're trying to make a noise with this it's not going to work yeah creating more and that's where it kind of becomes like a mind game too Mm. Um, I feel like a lot of it's mental too, just like getting yourself to think about singing differently and think about like what is happening in your body when you sing. I always tell students to like feel before you listen. So like if you, if, if we're trying to learn like a specific technique, like what I was talking about earlier, if we're trying to learn like how to use our mixed voice, Mm -hmm. just think about how it feels when you get to that spot as opposed to what it sounds like. Cause it's the same idea of sound doesn't sound the same as i'm hearing it like my voice doesn't sound the same as i'm hearing it versus how you're hearing it so i think feeling is another big thing that people don't talk about when they're singing they think just about like how does it sound but feeling is like 
probably even more important than sound. Yeah, no, that that makes a lot of sense. Actually, I didn't think of it that way. Um, how about when it? I wanted to ask you this kind of kind of off the wall, a little bit funnier. How, what if you had to pick an album that was the only album you could listen to the rest yeah. of your life? What album is it? Oh, it changes from month to month. But this month, it is Sufjan Stevens' Carrie and Lowell. Yeah. Okay, I don't know it. It's so good. It's so it's it's that very like it's like folky sort of but Sufjan Stevens is a really cool artist like you should check him out um because he does a lot of other stuff um, I gotta figure out how to spell that respectfully Sufjan, I think it's S-U-F-J-A-N <laughs> and then Stevens okay so, yeah it, he's so cool though um and what I like about him as an artist like before I talk about his music is that he like started his own label with his dad when he was 25 and that was when he first like his I think I can't remember if it was his first or second album but that was sort of when like he put any of his music into the world and i think it like it's just like really inspirational and sort of like i don't have to put like a time limit on you know when i release my stuff or how i get it done or whatever um because he's super successful and he waited till he was like 25 to even release anything um yeah he's he's so cool though like i he's another one not like jacob collier his stuff's more to me like more easy listening like i can like listen to it and not think about all the theory stuff happening Mm -hmm. um but he does super super cool stuff like with genre mixing and like adding electronic elements which is really cool um and yeah lately it's just been carrie and lowell on repeat so wow yeah i think it's i think it's crazy too like the sort of the the ability um to do stuff on your own like that independently but yeah. you know with him it's just him and his dad yeah. does his dad do music too then um i don't know the exact story i read like an article about him just to figure out what the album was about yeah and i think like I, I can't remember if his dad does music too or not. All I know but he's is involved they like, in the label, yeah, basically. They they started it. His like mom passed, and so that's why he like wrote this last album. But yeah. And then and so crazy too at twenty five. That that is that makes me hopeful. You know, yeah. Well, but I, that's the thing too. I, I wanted to talk to you about a little bit was this idea. I think it's it's more so worse in specifically America is what I've learned. But like we have like this obsession with like prodigies, like yeah. child prodigy, like the fact that you or I have not accomplished something gargantuan with yeah. our art and we're 23, 24 years old, you know, you're a failure. You're, we're mm-hmm. older. I'm like, I am a high school diploma older than most pop stars right yeah. now yeah. that are like famous. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of crazy to yeah. think about. And, but it's like, and there's this weird pressure of like, if you're not by the time you're 18 or yeah. 20, like, then what are you doing? Yeah, and you it's know? hard to just even get yourself to keep going because you're like, what's the point at this point? Yeah, well, um, it's like, I mean, even someone like, I remember when when Billie Eilish first came, I was like, damn, yeah, this is incredible. That's exactly who and I thought of. And I'm like, yeah. this is incredible. And now Olivia Rodrigo is huge. Mm-hmm. She's got some really cool stuff. And it's like, you know, these pop stars. And you think about like when Justin Bieber got famous and yeah. these people, and you're like, shit. Mm-hmm. You know, so I, I mean, it's good that especially in your case, you found somebody that like is a similar like yeah. had figured it out at yeah. a later age. And that's yeah. someone too, even somebody that I look up to on like an independent music side of things is Russ. And he came he didn't blow up till he was 24. Yeah. So like that's when he like actually was making enough money to be like, oh, OK, mm-hmm. I can do this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think that's really cool. And I mean, I don't have much more time before I'd be hitting that one. Yeah. So no, but I think like don't even put a time limit on it or at least for myself, that's kind of like what I've been trying to do because then I think it also affects my music and like I just feel frustrated and then I bring that sort of frustration into my music writing which like you don't want um I think just like being okay with 
where you're at you know and whatever that looks like as long as you're like happy with it and like the music fulfills you obviously like you got to make money right but i think just like being okay with that i think it's definitely like a hard thing to like accept yeah and um to like even continue moving forward knowing but i think what i did is like seek seek out artists who didn't make it until they were later or until mm. they were older because i i watched like some like funny or it was funny to me but it was like some tiktok video of some guy talking about how like pop songs in the 80s were all of these middle-aged people like the all of the like i saw the same TikTok yeah all the big hits were like all bill and collins like, and yeah, yeah and i'm like i didn't think about that but like look at that and like and look how iconic that music still is today like i still i fuck with phil collins hard like his music's so awesome oh, it's amazing. so awesome yeah. you know what i mean and it's like super like universal everyone loves it like i if somebody says they hate phil collins i don't believe you you know well, you're trash like, music you're tra- taste. <laughs> right? you, you don't yeah. yeah and i feel like just looking at that i i think like it like our society has just gotten so used to like instant gratification that that's why people like want these like prodigies but like the music not to say that because i like i love Billie eilish too i think her music She's is amazing. amazing yeah yeah and i think there's something to be said about the fact that she also like was in there like producing her own music and like actually creating all of her own music where like a lot of pop artists who are still like who i still respect in their own right who yeah. still like have amazing like voices don't write their own music and i i feel like that's another thing to like just like i guess like keep me going is like okay well it's gonna take me more time because it's just like me sitting in a studio by myself you know yeah, like i'm doing i'm wearing all these different exactly. hats they have uh-huh. somebody wearing that yeah, yeah, yeah and it like takes time and i think it's just like being okay with that or like faking it faking being okay with yeah. it until you make it because i'm not okay with it all the time but yeah, yeah. that's something that i definitely i won't i'm not gonna per- sit here and pretend like i'm like always yeah I'm super always excited yeah, that yeah, i'm yeah. broke as fuck making yeah, these records but period. it's like you know it but it's something i i was actually who was i talking to about this? i was talking to somebody like maybe a month or so ago and they were like they come down to the studio and they were checking out this room that we're in and then i've got the studio where i record all my music and they were like looking at everything they're like you spent a lot of money on this like what if it doesn't work out i was like okay okay like yeah. i love doing it mm-hmm. you know and, and so that's like the point and like, but it wasn't like so i was really down at that yeah. time and i had that conversation and like just being in like the opposition of this person made me realize like no but i love this shit mm-hmm. like if it never works out if this podcast never amounts to anything if none of my music amounts to anything it's like yeah. i love doing it so yeah. it's like if you love playing video games or whatever, that's like your thing that you do when you get home from work. Like mm-hmm. you're going to keep doing that. Like mm-hmm. you're not, some people aren't trying to become Twitch famous or do whatever. They just love this they just game, like doing it, yeah. you know, or they just love like hanging out with their kid, whatever it is. Like mm-hmm. you're going to just do what you love. And so like when I realized it and looked at it that way, I was like, yeah, it doesn't really matter. dude. Yeah. Like people spend a whole lot more on a whole lot less. Yeah. Um, so like if you have something that you're passionate about, like, regardless if there's some child prodigy that is yeah. making you feel terrible about <laughs> your position right now mm-hmm. i wouldn't let that um you know let that discourage you from continuing on for sure for sure because yeah. it, it's yeah it can be toxic it can be toxic and stuff I, yeah i totally i feel that way like with music or not music in general but no actually music in general i feel like it's just like it's good or it's like i hate music like i love music one day and then i just hate it the other day because of that um mm-hmm. but i think like I, for my own self, I just tried to, or tried to start listening to artists that, like, aren't as well-known. Again, not that I don't, because I, like, love, like, I've been listening to Chromatica so much, because, like, we're going to go see Lady Gaga, Mm -hmm. and I love it. Like, I think she's an amazing artist, but, like, I try to actively seek out artists that are less, like, known, just to, like, be supportive in that way, and to, like, be like, 
okay, at least there's somebody doing this for them so that hopefully by the time I get to this point, there's somebody that's going to do this for me, you know? And um, well, you got to think too from an inspirational standpoint, like when it comes to people like Lady Gaga mm -hmm. or anybody like that, like the music, the gatekeepers already decided that that is cool. Yeah. But like I, there's plenty of people that are maybe in a position that she was in before mm -hmm. somebody opened a door for her. That 100%. Like, like the thing with the music industry is you're not shit until everybody thinks you're cool or yeah. until like until whoever it is and there's less gatekeepers now with like social media and stuff like that but there still are which is kind of sad yeah that like that's like what music is like because i feel like music it, like in like africa my jazz professor like ha gave this like really cool lecture on like the origins of jazz um just talking about like what music meant in africa it like it wasn't it wasn't a form of entertainment it was literally how they communicated and just like how mm. they went through daily life like there would be different like um sort of like rhythmic passages for different things that they were supposed to be doing mm. and i think that's like just so cool and that's to me that's the essence of music is it's just because it's like all it's literally all around us again like cheese but like yeah. you can go outside and like it there's music any i mean every any noise sound. is uh -huh. in a key yeah, it yeah, playing yeah. a note if you were to yeah. look at it that way and it's like annoying that now it's just like monetized to like what somebody says is cool i'm like yeah but like you know and i'm not into all types i'm not even saying because there's some music that i don't like i just personally but that's the point is that yeah. like every person has their own preferences so how can one person just be like this is worthy of like making money so you yeah know what I well mean? and there's and usually there's some gain for them yeah, in period. doing so mm -hmm. and so that's it's for interesting sure. too even you know public perception if especially now maybe more so than than ever yes there are gatekeepers that are now gone all this behind the scenes shit that is a little bit more transparent now mm -hmm. um but there's still a lot of that first off, a lot of behind the scenes shit that's messed up but the other thing too is where now it's like if you don't have a certain follower account yeah. or on the account if you don't have that if you don't have the blue check mark if, yeah. if you don't have a cosign from some other big artist in the same lane like why the fuck would I go check it out, bro? Yeah. Like mm -hmm. I got and I and I get it from the consumer standpoint where it's like, I want to listen to music that I know I'm gonna like. Yeah. Who the fuck are you? I have all these artists that I already enjoy. Yeah. Why should I waste like my time is precious? Yeah. Why should I check this thing out? Mm -hmm. You know. And so I get that point of it, but it doesn't mean that it's all. It doesn't make it awesome yeah. for for artists. Yeah. You know? it, it stinks. It stinks. But yeah. I guess that's like the game you play if you want to do music. Exactly. Like, it yeah. Is what it is. It's just a, a necessary evil mm -hmm. you have to mm -hmm. endure. Um, what prevents you? I know we kind of talked a little bit about having a toxic relationship yeah. with music, yeah, kind of yeah, going yeah. back and forth. What prevents you from creating? What are th things, hurdles that stop you? I think that like get in your way. Lately, it goes back to like education and getting more education. I feel like was good, but also like a hurdle because then I got to this point where like. I would just sit down to write and I was like, no, that's not complicated enough. That doesn't have like a seventh in it. That doesn't have blah, blah, blah. And then it was just like, I would just end up with nothing. Yeah. And I think that was like the most frustrating thing for me. Like probably pretty recently, I feel like once I graduated and just like, um, well, I guess I'm still in school, but like once I graduated from undergrad, I think that was the hardest thing was just remembering that all of the things that I've learned are sort of like in a toolbox and I can take it out when I want it, you know, but yeah. like, at the end of the day, I need to just, like, let things happen organically because that's how I've always written. And I think for some people, like, writing mathematically does work. Yeah. I, I feel like I've met, like, a, a ton of people at school who write that way, and that's just, like, what works for them. And they write really cool, like, avant-garde pieces that are so complicated that I could never write. Mm -hmm. um, and they love that, and that speaks to them. But I think it was, like, realizing that that's not me. I wanted to be, like, that person that, like, 
always had like a formula to ha- of how to write a song and like knew exactly what notes yeah. but like when i i had to like come to this point where i was like okay like before i knew any of this stuff how did i write and it was just like me fiddling not literally knowing nothing knowing no keys on like the piano what the keys were yeah um just and like fiddling until i liked something yeah it basically i guess to kind of piggyback off what you're saying it sounds like you know if you've got a keyboard here of your ideas and whatnot mm-hmm. that could infinite possibilities of things could come from that mm. you got to a point where you had so many tools that the toolbox was overflowing and yeah. the, the wrenches are on the key you can't yeah. even play the keys because they're covered in tools yeah, yeah and so i think like something that maybe people that aren't necessarily just specifically in music could take away from this is like people m- people relationships um skills that you've learned they all like serve purposes in a way to mm-hmm. help you be the person you want to be right 100%. so it's like you know even my vocal teacher um when i was first getting acquainted with her like i had to send her some of my stuff that i'd worked on and she'd made some comments about the way i write certain things yeah. and like whatever whatever and this thing wasn't for her and blah blah blah, blah. and that's what i'm paying her to do yeah. like i got really down for a day i mm-hmm. was like damn did she, she just wrote this is one of my favorite songs of mine yeah. like i so i sent her a couple of my ones i'm like oh these are the these are the good ones yeah, like yeah. you know whatever whatever and um yeah to hear her say that i'm like damn but this is a professional singing coach. She's worked on whatever, whatever. That's what I'm going to her for. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean that this art is not worth anything. No, you know, that's yeah. I need to take that for what it is. And it's the same thing with with anything else in life. If you've got a, you know, um, I w- how do I want to put this? Like if you have a maybe a boss or a friend of yours that or maybe an older sibling, whatever, that has their own business and you're mm-hmm. going to them for business advice and they're shredding whatever it is you're doing doesn't mean everything they're saying is perfectly right but you went to them for that you know so take that in as what it is if your heart still tells you to do whatever it was that they were shredding do that because that's that's you yeah it's just about getting like as much information as you can and then doing what you will with it yeah don't don't not listen to people yeah yeah. you know (laughs) listen to (laughs) everybody you're not saying just don't listen Listen to to people but at the end of the day if you look in the mirror what you're doing or you're listening to your music or you're looking at the the painting you've just done or whatever art it is if you look at it and you're like this looks like what they told me to make and not mm. what I wanted to make. Yeah. You have a problem. Yeah. You know, and I think that that's that's something that that needs to be um, thought of when yeah. you're getting into that. So. I think it was like getting like just realizing that like that I don't because I, I got super into like um, she's a, a famous like jazz artist. Her name's Esperanza Spalding. She's super cool. She does like really cool stuff and like her latest album is called 12 little spells and it's like about the 12 chakras and i'm not super into that stuff but she did a song for like each chakra and like corresponding body part and it was just so cool and like yeah. just like far out and i was Very like abstract. i want to yeah and she like and and she's also like she's a jazz musician who like i mean jazz musicians are just crazy like the stuff that they know um and she like was able to use all of that complicated stuff and just like m- create it in a way that was also like able like i was able to understand it like or like i feel like anybody that just heard that album would be able to like understand where she was coming from even if they didn't understand the technical aspects of things Mm -hmm. and i think i got in this mode where i wanted things to like be so complicated technically and then still sound like the way that her music sounded um and like some stuff i feel like like maybe i've written i feel that way about but it was like stuff that i wasn't thinking about i wasn't thinking about the technical stuff i just like wrote it because i liked it Mm -hmm. and i think like that was like a a really hard thing going back to hurdles but like just a hard thing to get over like that i didn't need to have all of this crazy theory stuff you're putting you went from being in a box where you're like 
didn't have any tools. Yeah, so you were limited in what yeah. you could do yeah, because yeah, yeah. you didn't have the tools to do everything to then putting yourself in a new shinier box where mm-hmm. it was like, I have to do the stuff that fits with these tools, whatever, yeah. whatever. Yeah, yeah. And you had to find a balance. And I just wanted, I was like, I, I was looking for some sort of like, um, I guess like validation from like my peers or my professors that like, wow, that was so complicated. Good oh, job. Yeah. And like, w- cool. Like if somebody, t- you know what I mean? And I just wanted people to like hear it and be like, wow, she did something complicated. And like, n- I don't even know. You needed the, the ego yeah, stroke but, like, of it. it. That's does, the ego talking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And not- then I feel like that, but then that becomes my most inauthentic stuff that I even like the least. Yeah. And which, which was a good realization to make, but just like annoying. Cause I'm like, I spent so much time on like so much of my, my time trying to do that. And then it was like stuff that just didn't sound like me. I was yeah. like, this just doesn't sound. You're trying good. to impress somebody that you're not even sure, you know, if, yeah. if you like them. You mm-hmm. know, it's like, do I even like yeah, this actually, music that I make? You yeah. know, and it's the same yeah. thing when you, you know, if somebody meets somebody new and you're trying to impress them and you, yeah. you turn so out, I you're like, like this do person. I even like you? Do you ever? And mm-hmm. I have, I struggle with that sometimes too, where yeah. I'm like, why am I trying to be whatever the fuck I think I'm trying to be for this person? I don't even yeah. know if I like them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like, mm-hmm. and so it, it's an interesting thing. Um, we are, we are over the hour mark. I wanted to ask you, um, can you give me three artists that maybe people don't know about Yeah. that inspire you or that you just want to say, like, shout out, these people are dope, and then I got to follow up for yeah. that. So. Uh, Leanne Le Havas, Sufjan Stevens, who I already mentioned, and Dodie. I feel like she's a lesser known person. Yeah. Now, three pop artists or yeah. people that are super popular yeah. any genre that people would know three people that maybe inspire you that in that lane jacob collier lady gaga and we'll throw in beyonce because i love who doesn't love yeah, beyonce is pretty awesome we love her you can't yeah you can't go you wrong with beyonce. now you to my knowledge don't currently have anything out on streaming services no, yet, right no. which is the name of the game now yeah. sadly in, yeah. in the music industry um when if can people expect it or my goal is by the time i finish my master's program which will be next year or no yeah next year in august to have an album that's my thesis what i want my thesis to be Mm. so i'd like to like have a full album out i have like all of the songs written i need for it but it's just a matter of producing and mastering and then putting them out and advertising and all of that fun stuff yeah so For the music you, you've you've currently, I know because you, you've released some stuff on social media mm-hmm. and stuff like snippets and things. Um, is Are these in places that people can go check out? Do you have a... Yeah, inst- my Facebook page. Okay. Yeah. Do you want to plug the Facebook page? Yeah, it's just Kaylin Janae. Okay. Yeah, there we go. Check you guys go out. check it out. No, <laughs> the latest the latest stuff you posted was, was really good. Thank you. It was Thanks. really good. Um, now, we, like I said, we're at the hour mark. Do you have any questions for me before we end up wrapping? No, it was really great talking to you, Will. That was, that was Ca- great. I w- I, we we got to catch up about more stuff. I feel like I was yeah. telling Johnny I haven't seen you since his party, and then before that I haven't seen you and McKenna since high school. Yeah, years. Yeah. Literal years. Yeah, so, yeah, 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 we'll have to catch up about some other stuff as well, and I'm sure we'll have you back on sometime, and we won't. Maybe, maybe who knows, we'll be promoting your album. Well, yeah, maybe, maybe. That would be super cool. That would be that's the goal, anyway. So I'll let you know. That would be awesome. Yeah. Well, thank you. I really appreciate you mm-hmm. giving us your time and coming mm-hmm. on the show and breaking down a lot of this technical stuff when it yeah. comes to music and and learning it and as well as teaching it because as someone myself and and I have ar- other artists that watch the show, um, something we're curious about. Yeah. You know, everybody wants to be able to sing. Yeah. You know, it it, it gets 
singing in the shower is cool and yeah. most people that's that's all we need you mm -hmm. know is to hear a little bit of the reverb in the bathroom yeah, and we're yeah. like oh my Period. god i'm good but mm -hmm. um for some of us that that want to you know further it it's cool to hear someone like yourself is so knowledgeable speak yeah. on it so thank you of course of course Thanks and um me. i also want to say uh thank you to everybody who tuned into this while it's premiering um here on monday if you're watching this days after thank you as well or you're listening on spotify apple wherever you are thank you appreciate you also want to say a quick shout out to our patrons they should be up on the screen right now uh, if you guys are interested in getting behind the scenes content to all the music videos we do uh breakdown on how i mix write record master all my songs um we have a series over there on that as well as exclusive podcasts extra footage from vlogs all that good stuff and you can support the channel for as little as a dollar. So go over to patreon.com slash Darren Rita to do that. Um, and this has been the, oh, quick shout out to Kenosha Auto Insurance also for sponsoring this episode. And uh, this has been the 142nd episode of the Detox Podcast. I'll see you guys next week. Peace. <laughs>